Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Manchester Football Social. Hello, I'm Niall. Welcome along to the Manchester Football Social. This is the brand new EFL and Below show with the Football Man Cave. No prawn sandwiches here, just pies and pints and proper football from the terraces. This is a proper podcast. We're not messing around with any of this old Trafford or Etihad nonsense. We've got Ian here from the Football Man Cave. Hello, Ian. Hello, hello. We've also got Aaron as well. He's coming uh, and joining us for the podcast. How are you doing? I'm very, very good. How are you? I'm pretty good and it's been an absolutely mental over Christmas. There's always loads of fixtures, loads of football to get our teeth stuck into uh, but it never sleeps football never sleeps a wise man once told me and we're right here to cover all the greater Manchester teams that you care about whether it's Oldham Rochdale Berry, Bolton or anyone else you've come to the right place so it's Niall Ian and Aaron right here for you in the studio bringing you your weekly dose of uh, EFL and below that's the EFL and below show that's what we're going with and I tell you what we've had this little joke running between us for a couple of weeks haven't we uh, about biscuits <laughs> our boss Jim right said on the first <laughs> podcast we've gate. been doing a couple of podcasts right and our boss jim said he's going to bring us some biscuits but they've never turned up i thought for debut show as well that i thought it'd be here well i'll tell I you what treat some, uh, i've got boxes. a surprise for you get on this yeah yeah they are I, I can't now i'm on bit, i'm on a detox <laughs> oh post christmas <laughs> diet unbelievable one time i've got biscuits and you're on a diet aaron can well, you I'm believe not, it's it not a diet it's but i'm cutting out you know, biscuits, cakes, pizza, fast food, chips, all that. Everything good. Every, everything good in the world. I replaced them with bananas. What are you having at half time, Aaron? What are you? What's he eating? What's he, what are you eating? I don't have anything at half time anyway. Oh, what? No. I might have, a, might have a cup of coffee every now and then. No, I can't beat a, a can't beat a good bovril and a pie, can you, Ian? To be honest, I'm more of a pint and a pie. Well, pint and tell. a pie. Don't don't <laughs> don't blame you. Talking <laughs> of pints, coming up in the uh, in the podcast, we'll be talking about this dispute this spat this weird twitter beef that's going on between dale vince from forest green rovers and ken anderson of bolton wanderers of course there's a few pints involved in that story i will also be talking about the checker trade trophy draw and the fa cup perhaps maybe it needs a restructure a couple of silly rules and pep guardiola one of the best managers ever probably to grace football in the last 20 odd years has been talking about creating b teams to compete in the football league or compete in their own league i'm not having any of it and we'll get to that very soon um but there is a only a quarter of this packet of biscuits left. The gym the um, rest. I think, yeah, I, I, I got a bit keen and shared them out amongst <laughs> the uh, the other members of the football it's social. Right. Ian can have them all. Ian can have them. Well, me and Ian will have to yeah. share a In couple. In a few each. weeks after my detox, now what a nice full packet. 
Right on my desk. Oh, the well, me and I'll have it biscuits. You go and make the brew. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, no, and I'll look at this rate. By the time that you get your biscuits in, we'll both be on I a know, diet yeah. by the side of the sounds of it. Anyway, let's kick things off and get straight into it. The Checker Trade Trophy, the quarterfinal draw has been made. Uh, the four games are Pompey at home to Peterborough, Bristol Rovers at home to Port Vale, but the two that interest us, Sunderland at the Stadium Alight, will take on Manchester City under 21, and Berry will take on Oxford. Now, the Checker Trade Trophy... It's been so hammered over the last couple of seasons about the format, about the introduction of under-21 sides. I personally am not a big fan, but when you look at that quarter-final lineup, there's only one under-21 side in there, Ian. So yeah. do you think that it's having the, the desired effect that the Football League wanted to try and improve these under-21 footballers from the Premier League and playing against proper teams like Berry and Oldham, etc.? Excuse me, it, it certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't look like it. Like I say, all the under-21s... That were there. You've got one left, and I mean, obviously, City is a a pretty decent. You know what I mean? But if they get knocked out, obviously, Sunderland are flying high. So if they get knocked out, you're left with no one there, and it, it's it doesn't back up what they wanted to do. And obviously, sort of fans have sort of protested with the feet this season. Aren't they a lot more obviously yeah. the, the low attendances, and I think it, if it doesn't work out like it, it looks like it hasn't. I think they should just reformat it again and maybe just go back to like the Johnson's paint trophy format. It was simple, it was easy, and everybody loved it. See, people quite enjoyed that format. I personally quite enjoyed that format. But then there is that carrot, Aaron, at the end, isn't there, of Wembley. So, you know, any one of these eight teams could end up going to Wembley. But are really people, are they going to turn up if Manchester City under 21 get to Wembley? I mean, I wouldn't turn up to what, I mean, I love my football club. I'm a Pompey fan, as you know, but I ain't going to go to Wembley to watch Pompey against City under 21s. I won't go to Wembley to watch City under 21s. Kind of makes a bit of a mockery of it if City win, doesn't it? Yeah. City under 21s win. It's just uh, like a, a football league cup. It's Yeah, and like Chelsea have been in it and a few other teams think Leicester might have been in it. Just, you know, they've got their own competitions and they play against each other in the leagues, don't they? I mean, I don't get their introduction. I think obviously one of the reasons is to get more of a bigger following, you know, try and get more fans involved, but... Or maybe get bigger, I don't know, TV, create a bigger interest. But it just just hasn't happened. And you think about going to Wembley, it's great going to Wembley. And, I mean, you know, Tottenham play at Wembley and that's kind of lost its... Mm. I think going to Wembley might have just lost its, its lost feel. Lost its edge. Yeah, lost its edge. Yeah, good word. Yeah, it certainly doesn't feel as as magic as it once did, maybe even a few years ago. And, and I don't think that Spurs playing at their home games at Wembley, which is going to carry on till March, by the way, I don't think that's going to help anything. But what I find an absolute disgrace, Ian, and it re- actually makes me really quite annoyed, how can Manchester City under-21s playing in the Checker Trade Trophy Sometimes this season they've played on the same night as the first team have had a fixture and they've both been considered as first team official fixtures. How can the same football club play two first team official fixtures on the same night? It's an absolute joke. It's it's ridiculous. I say it's... I I think... I don't understand this. this, I think this need for getting youth development, obviously, on the back of some pretty poor World Cups over the years. We looked at that German sort of method and... Lots of teams that were dominating at the time were like, let's let's concentrate on youth. But I don't see any problem with reserve leagues. That's what they're there for. Um, under you're under twenty ones. Obviously, it's under twenty threes now. But your reserve teams, let them play reserve football if you want players to play against proper teams and send them out on loan. Um, don't just create a team and stick them in a cup. 
that goes exactly to my point about what Pep Guardiola's been saying yep. over the last couple of days. Of course, uh, Pep Guardiola's Manchester City absolutely hammered Burton Albion 9-0 in the uh, Carabao Cup semi-final first leg. And in all fairness, I- I'm kind of... Well, I don't say I'm kind of really annoyed. I am really annoyed with Pep Guardiola. Some of the things he said. Uh, This is a quote from Pep. Create B teams in a league where they have to fight to get promoted and relegated. They must play real football. I don't know what other sort of football he's referring to there. Against 25-year-olds and compete in front of more than 10 people. Then you'll see more English youth players make the jump to the Premier League. I do not give a monkeys about English players playing in the Premier League. If it undermines our football league structure, which has been in place for hundreds of years, it's the lifeblood and the soul of this country in terms of football. That would destroy the EFL and it would destroy the structure. And you know, the scary thing is the football league, Aaron, probably listening to the Premier League and listening to people like Pep and thinking, rubbing their hands together, thinking, oh, there's a bit of cash in this for us. Such a shame to hear it. Starting with Pep, I can kind of see where he's coming from. Pep started off at Barcelona B team before coaching and managing the Barcelona B team before he took over Barcelona. So I'm sure he has a good argument for that viewpoint. But the model in Spain isn't necessarily going to work in England. If you look at our football league, to say the Spanish, the French, say the German football league, ours is like nothing else compared to theirs. Mm. And I don't think he's probably that interested in the Checker trade. Well, he's obviously not interested in the Checker trade. He won't have studied it. He made comments about fans turning up he said might get they might what's the point if only 10 or 12 people watching but in a b league you're not going to get that many watching no uh, we were discussing it we don't think i probably won't go to watching it and i love watching football you know but no it's a it's a funny argument i just think it comes from the idea of our efl is so strong the championship mm. league one and two even now the national league is so strong and maybe that that model hasn't been replicated in say spain Germany where Pep's being managed so perhaps he just he doesn't understand it and I agree with what Ian said there's a problem say with players just send them out on loan so they can grow and develop because some players they might they're not going to do it are they under 21s Against Rochdale, yeah. and you I know, mean, playing every like once every now and then. Yeah. Best just sending them Championship League one. Absolutely, getting yeah. a full season of games out of them. Hundred percent, I totally agree with that. The loan system's there for a reason. It's it's fundamentally part of the integrity and structure of our football league that there is no second teams, there is no B teams, because you've got the likes of Bury, Oldham, Rochdale making up those teams in the Football League within Greater Manchester. Not everyone cares about Manchester City. No. And I would actually be really disappointed with some City fans who seem to take everything Guardiola says for gospel. Yeah, he is a football genius. He's a, he's a managerial genius. I'll go along with that. But to be honest, if you're a Manchester City fan and you're sat there saying, yeah, it's a great idea, get B teams in so we can improve our youngsters... Have they forgotten where they were 20 years ago, Ian? You know, they were in League One. They were going to the playoff final. They wouldn't want to be playing against Manchester United B. Can you imagine it? Not at all. Like I said, I was referring back to the reserve leagues there. Like, play your reserve players. If If you've got youngsters that you think are good enough to play against League One, League Two opposition, then send them youngsters out, like you said, Aaron, on loan to League One and League Two clubs, even National League clubs, and let them have that season experience, a half a season experience, instead of even possible just having one game if you get knocked out obviously I know it's a group at the start but it's 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 a it's a pointless argument uh, we're not an English La Liga no and it, it doesn't work obviously Spain dominated for quite a bit but I look, think how, that was look just, how well we did in the World Cup exactly it's look not exactly now. I think it was the type of manager we needed more than anything Gareth Southgate's come in focused on youth where a lot of, before that 
it was stalwarts of, of teams. And um, what's the issue? Because you see Callum Hudson Adoy of Chelsea, he's 18 years old, barely played a game, 35 million quid. Yeah. Jaden Sancho ripping things up in the Bundesliga, young player, worth a fair bit of money now. It's just, it's not like the English youth system isn't working. I think the checker trade isn't working as a way to try and funnel these young players in. No, I just don't, no. I just think people need to really sort of shake themselves up and have a look at actually what they're suggesting because Mr Guardiola my message to you is we don't have English managers going to Spain trying to restructure their football league pyramid if you don't like it well you've got to get used to it because yeah. that's the way it's going to be it's been like that for hundreds of years and it shouldn't change exactly Amen 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 <laughs> and what a right time to move on I think that's enough of me ranting and raving uh, but I will uh, talk about a little bit about the FA Cup a bit later on and this yellow card rule that's kind of got my back up you'll learn for, as the podcasts go on that I get annoyed about a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> mainly it's uh, the lack of biscuits but we've, we've solved that problem solved. for today um, Bolton and Forest Green two unlikely rivals at the moment Bolton Wanderers fans are, are, are probably feeling a little bit in disarray as to what's happening around their club, Ian, because there's been all sorts of speculation about whether Bolton might actually survive as a football club yeah. in the coming weeks and months. The last thing they need is their chairman, their estranged chairman at that, Ken Anderson, going on Twitter and arguing with other football chairmen. It just seems completely bizarre, this whole scenario. Bolton Wanderers owner Ken Anderson, Dale Vince, the owner of Forest Green Rovers, has been having a war of words on social media, and the people that are suffering at the end of the day are the supporters yeah. do you know what as, as well um, just before coming here looked on Twitter and uh, Ken Anderson's sent an email out I don't know what the email is because obviously I've not received it but from <laughs> what I can see on Twitter it's got everybody's back up talking about promotion bonuses and such like so at uh, the minute you just look at Bolton and they're absolute in turmoil they just look like a club that's just like self-imploding it's sad to see though Sad to see. Obviously, they've called themselves back, got themselves scraped, rele- um, scraped like saving relegation last year. Thought it'd be start of the season, they were going to be doing all right, and then it just seems to be an absolute mess. So the a whole, mess. the whole is a mess. There's no doubt about it. And the whole argument, if you're not familiar with it, it stemmed from the fact that Forest Green had a a decent forward player called Christian Deutsch. He was banging the goals in at national league level, got them into League Two, and he was also. Uh, banging the goals in at League 2 to an extent and he's a, he's a handy player he's a useful player I caught the eye of Bolton Wanderers Bolton took him on loan because Forrest Green didn't want to sell him to Bolton but he decided to go on loan to uh, to Wanderers uh, for the course of this season and according to Dale Vince the Forrest Green owner he hasn't had his wages paid by Bolton for four months Wow! and Forrest Green have been paying his wages Ken Anderson the Bolton owner completely disputes that and actually came out with this strange statement Aaron that said I've been funding the players wages out of my own pocket well, you are the owner, mate. That's the job that you're <laughs> supposed to do. Pay your staff. It's all a bit up and down. It's all a bit strange. Uh, what do you think about the whole thing? Bolton, they should get like they should have their own storyline on Corrie, shouldn't they, Bolton? <laughs> <laughs> they should have something. Some sort of soap opera. <laughs> what, what's going on at Bolton? Can I take your club, uh, Portsmouth? You know, they had the trouble 2009, 2010, obviously going into administration. Mm-hmm. But there was kind of a plan put in place. And surely but surely, you did see them getting better as they are now under Kenny Jacket. And you can see like a good long-term future for, for your club, Portsmouth. I don't see that for Bolton. Like you said, Ian, club in turmoil. Feels like Championship, League One, Championship. They're going to be like a yo-yo club. But the yo-yo, though, between Premiership and Exactly. Well, they've gone worse. They've so gone Championship, now, yeah, League One. It's probably one of mm. those like too good for League One, too big for League One, mm. but not good enough for the Championship. And long-term... 
where will Bolton be in 10 years? I mean, an argument could be, will they exist in 10 years? Mm. I mean, it's just so unstable and... Mm. Well, Dale Vince from Forest Green, the Forest Green owners said that Ken Anderson um, had a strange phone call with him. And apparently Ken Anderson said this. This is what Dale Vince said in his interview. He said, I don't care if Bolton Wanderers get wound up. I'll get my money back. I'm a secured lender. Now, with the statements that Ken Anderson's been issuing on the club website, you can see that he's perhaps not quite with it. He seems to be clutching at straws real bad. But for someone to say that, and I know it's come from another person's mouth and you can't always take everything as gospel, but for someone to say that about your football club, I don't care if it gets wound up, I'll get my money back. That's not the sort of person you want running your football team. No, not at all. I, I did see Ken Anderson wrote a statement saying uh, Dale Vince was the strangest guy he's ever come across in football. And he said, I've, I've obviously spoke to a lot of people and said he's the weirdest guy I've ever spoke to so I don't know what's going on obviously between them two but yeah as a supporter to even hear rumours like you say of yeah. like, I'm, not, I'm not really that bothered do you know what I mean like it's so awful isn't it whatever but then this Dale Vince is just like kicked off an anti he is weird Ken though Anderson. Dale, Dale Vince Dale Vince is weird I, I can see where Ken Anderson's coming from there he of course owns Ecotricity Forest Green the world's first vegan club um, and it goes a bit deeper than this because Forest Green have started selling t-shirts that say no can do and the money that they're making from the t-shirts is going to the Bolton Wanderers supporters trust they're also encouraging Bolton fans to go to the away Forest Green game at Berry's ground and the owner Dale Vince of Forest Green is going to give the uh, the Bolton fans that have made the trip to Gig Lane free beers. Brilliant. Brilliant, but also Brilliant. A, a bit crazy at the same jam, time. Won't you? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, free pints. I'll be a Bolton You'll be fan. Sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Buying a way ticket. back in the boot. <laughs> I love that, Ian. You spend 20 quid on a way ticket for a £4.50 free pint. That's only £16.50 for a beer, then. That's, That's all right. Can't argue with it. Maths. My maths is terrible. No, but, but it's absolutely mental that they're like, I tell him, and then I've heard that there's Bolton fans actually going to go down to Bury, which is. It's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It's a good thing that the, the Dale Vince is trying to be sort of hospitable and everything like that. But yeah. I mean, I think maybe he needs to do a bit more research before he starts inviting teams from Greater Manchester to turn just up at each touch. other's grounds for a few beers. Come on. It just, Come on, City fans. Get yourself down to United. I'll give you a couple of free beers. It just, it just kind of like makes a mockery of the Football League, doesn't it? I mean, hmm. talk about pet making comments. I mean, what would he do looking at all that Dale Vincent? Yeah. Ken Anderson. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in the football league. Good clubs, good fans. There are a lot of good owners, you know, supporting them, the clubs, keeping them afloat. Then you've got these two. Uh, and to have it out so publicly out. as well. Like it, the chairman. It, do you know what I mean? They're, they are the club. Do you know what I mean? That's what it starts from. And, and, and Peter's down. You have to think. What must the fans be thinking? And yeah. I said this, that the main impact it has is on supporters. Supporters don't know whether they're going to have a football club, but other football clubs must be sat there. I mean, I had a little chuckle at Ken Anderson's statement, but which is horrible because if I'm, if I'm a Bolton Wanderers supporter, I'm thinking, oh, everyone's laughing at us. We're a laughing stock. And these are two football club owners on social media yeah. and via their club's press going out and just slagging each other off. It's like watching a reality TV show like I was uh, going to say I blame, or something, I blame Donald Trump it's his Don- fault what? <laughs> it's his <laughs> fault he's, he's created this all off 
Don't Having that. a go on Twitter. I don't know what you're eating in your diet, Aaron, but you're you're well the into sugar's it got tonight. Yeah, There's a lack of sugar. Them yogurt, them raspberry yogurts. <laughs> we get a sugar in it. Get a biscuit down here. Yeah, some biscuits. You out. Some biscuits here if you need them. Uh, so there we go. Forest Green, Christian Doidge, Bolton Wanderers, Ken Anderson. So many names. So many facets to this story. Let's just hope that the next time we bring you a podcast, Bolton Wanderers might be in a slightly better position uh, than they are at the moment. We'll of course keep you across that right here, and Ian will keep you across that on the Football Man K. Uh, as always let's move on to now uh, Pep Guardiola we spoke about him but his Manchester City side absolutely hammered Burton Albion 9-0 they would have watched the game against Rotherham in the FA Cup those Burton players and saw Rotherham a division above them in the Championship get thumped 7-0 so to go to the Etihad and to lose 9-0 I'm sure they expected to get beaten maybe not that heavily the argument Ian has been whether Manchester City should have taken their foot off the gas now is that disrespectful it is a semi-final after all no I think you just go alpha lever. If you get beat nine nil, if you get beat two nil, it don't matter. Like it's it's stupid for somebody to suggest that a football team stops playing just because they feel sorry for them. It's you're there to play football. If you concede nine goals, then basically learn from it and then don't make sure it doesn't happen again. Obviously, City are like a different team on a different planet, mm. and Burton will find some good out of that. But yeah, there's no point taking it easy. They're there to play football. It's professional football, Aaron, yeah. isn't it? It's not It's not kids' football. Yeah, people talk about making a, a Carabao Cup. What is it? You know, make a mockery of it. Take the mick out of the Carabao Cup. But surely taking the mick out of it will be to stop playing. I mean, it's the semi-final of a mm. major competition, a place at Wembley at stake. Because you're going to take it seriously. I don't. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch the match, I'll be honest. But even if presumed City stopped playing, they still probably wouldn't have scored because they are that good at the minute. Mm. So... Like, like it's just a, it's ridiculous like it's disrespectful but then if they if it had been the other way around or whatever or if they struggled or to put like a B team out been disrespectful again because you're not respecting Burton Albion so there's it's just all this respect stuff at the minute. It winds me up. It does me. Yeah. Do you think that because obviously Burton are a team in League One, and as as lower league football supporters, I mean, you're going to a game. You, when you turn up to that sort of game, it's not like you've got a fighting chance because you just no. don't. You don't. You know you don't have a chance when you turn up to a place like that. But it's the hope that kills you. And there would have been a few Burton fans in the ground that thought they might, via some sort of miracle, snuck a result against Manchester City. Now. You go to a ground and you expect to see professional performances. You expect to see players doing their their very best. And I'm sure the Burton players put in 100% effort, but they were beaten by a team who, like you say, are on a different planet. For them to slow down and to not play the same way, I mean, if I'm Nigel Clough, the manager on the sidelines, I'm absolutely doing my head in because I'm thinking, what? you want your players to come up against the best possible. You want to see your team playing against the best teams. You know, if you went to Old Trafford and saw a bunch of kids and it was the biggest game of your career or the biggest game um, as a fan, you'd be you'd be annoyed, wouldn't you? You go to the game to see your team play against the likes of Aguero and Silva and whoever else. That's what you want to see as a fan. Plus as well, if it had stopped playing, there would have been calls that it was disrespectful for taking the opposition lightly. No winner then. So, yeah, it's, it's a lose-lose situation. But I'd say they'll... They'll get a decent experience out of it and players. Obviously, it's it's a freak result, 9-0. I think the only 9-0 I can remember is United-Ipswich back in 96 or 95 or something like and that. Tottenham beat Wigan. Defoe got six, Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Defoe Wigan got five, yeah, five yeah. goals. I think you're right, yeah. So it doesn't happen often, but no. it happens. I mean, the, the, I don't know if you heard about it, the lad who won eight and a half grand would have been happy with it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know what, I mean? what sort of bet's that? 
Yeah, who bets 9 0? Who and... does bet 9 0? When I seen it, I was like, who bets 9 0? Yeah. And the first goal scorer as well. Fair play to him. He's got his cash, though. So um, can't argue with it. It's come in. So lucky, yeah. Lucky, uh, could do with a bit of cash like that as well. <laughs> if you're listening, by the way, all the bosses here of the Manchester Football Social. <laughs> um, but there we go. That's that. That's Burton Albion being beaten, being beaten 9 0. What about the supporters then? Because there was a lot of supporters stuck in traffic, but yeah. Burton fans that were stuck in traffic couldn't get to the Etihad. Some of them walked in with 14 minutes to go, and Manchester City already 7 0 up. Sky Sports wouldn't delay the kickoff. It's a joke. It's it's so it's disgrace. There's such. I, I did see. I did see something on Twitter today. Um, I'm going to make a note of it about a a fund for obviously Sky Sports. But when TV channels are changing kickoffs, or they are in that instance, you know, they're delaying kickoffs or or whatever, or there's some sort of something to do with fans that the fans have got like a bit of a a backup. You know, like they can sort of draw some money back off it because. Uh, was it? I think it was it Spurs. I think Spurs a couple of weeks ago had a couple of um, fixtures changed, and obviously people had booked hotels. And I think it was Way Everton. Um, so they're thinking of doing something for the fans, like a bit of a. There was an issue where a like a union. Spurs City got moved from Sunday to a Monday night, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. And United Everton ended and that up was playing yeah, the yeah, Sunday the game, and there was up. train yeah. problems because of Spurs' new ground. Mm. The issues that exist there. That, but yeah, yeah, if you're a Burton fan, you come up and obviously. It's, the biggest, it's to, the biggest game of some of those fans' lives. To here. watch City more than probably watch their own team, to be honest. And if you're rolling in 40 minutes to go, obviously th- through traffic, I mean, obviously they can't delay it. What, what would that be? An hour, an hour and a half. But they could at least delay it half an hour or 15 minutes or, or something. But yeah, it's. I think it's any, not the best. I think anything would have been better than keeping it the same kickoff time. Yeah. The, the Etihad wasn't exactly full. I think thirty-three thousand inside the ground. A, a full allocation, nearly almost, of Burton Albion fans. Well, it would have been if some of them could make the game on time. Obviously, yeah. you can't foresee these problems, traffic and accidents and all that sort of thing. But I mean, it's some of the it's some of these fans will only ever get to have that experience once in their lives, going to watch their side play against a team like Manchester City. They might never see a team like it again. So for them to miss out, it seems really disappointing. Fair play to those that did go, and to obviously Rotherham last Sunday before. <laughs> they didn't have much of a chance. And listening to someone, a Burton fan talking, she couldn't get a ticket, and she was there, but she was waiting for a ticket because someone else was bringing it. Who was stuck in the traffic, like you said, eight 0 down, and she goes in. And just got to say, talk about the positives of the EFL, the diehard support just shown there. Mm. I think. Yeah, and you wouldn't get that with B teams. You certainly wouldn't get people following Manchester City B around the country, that's for sure. Uh, Anyway, moving on to the FA Cup. We love talking about cup competitions. We've gone through two. Why not make it a hat-trick of cups? FA Cup, obviously, the uh, the third round weekend uh, was only a week or so ago, a couple of weeks ago. um, And uh, we've seen some really great results, namely Oldham. Beating Fulham 2-1. Pete Wilde, what a guy. Fair play to him. Oldham through to the fourth round. Not the most tantalising tie against Doncaster Rovers, but if we do cast our minds back to that game against Fulham, they deserved it, and you've got to tip your hat to them. 100%. For any League 2 team to be a Premiership team, obviously Fulham aren't doing the best, but they've still got to go away. And they started to do a 1-0 down, weren't 1-0 they? 1-0 down yeah. as well. That, I think that was the most impressive yeah. bit. Mm. They were actually losing. Mm. I didn't obviously watch the game. But I saw it on my phone, then read it. Obviously, Fulham 1-0 up. And then they missed a penalty as well, didn't they, Fulham? Yeah, yeah they did. The and that shouldn't have been given, by the way. The VAR decision. Yeah. If we could have seen that. it. But I just thought they did it and they were 1-0 down. 
thought that was the best bit really of the whole day. I think as well, it's Pete Wilde from what I've from what I've gathered and what I've read, Diad, Oldham fan is is worked I think in most of the academy and stuff like that. So I think that passion, obviously that mm. giant killing, but that passion would have come through. Obviously mm. a breath of fresh air after Frankie Bunn has been sacked as well. So they've won I think they've won two in the bounce in the league, so they're just just riding a bit of a high aren't they yeah well Pete Wilde spoke to us on the Manchester Football Social on our Monday evening show so if you do fancy listening back to that all you need to do is search Manchester Football Social wherever you find your podcast give us a subscribe leave us a nice little review as well uh, whether you're a City or United fan make sure you check out the dedicated podcast feeds there as I say wherever you find your podcast just search Manchester Football Social one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And his celebration is what we spoke to him about when he came on the Manchester Football Brilliant. Social. I've never seen anything like it. I've I've been to a few nightclubs in my time. I've been to a few nightclubs in different countries. I've never seen any dance moves like that in my life on that the dance floor pure emotion it was weren't just it? star jumps and all sorts of stuff it's brilliant to see he even had a ticket to the fulham game which he had to leave behind he's i think he's going to frame it he said to is us it? but the fact that he is at heart fundamentally an oldham athletic fan that can go a long way when you're managing a club yeah definitely i think you've seen that at united as well with Solskjaer. i think it, it, it runs through that i think that celebration just probably probably that sort of encapsulates him as being an older manager it's like probably like every fan's dream in it to be on the touchline to be there and obviously when he scored that winner the burst of emotion probably what the, the stadium did obviously what he did um, a lot of people don't think he should he should take it full time a lot of people think they, he should be like sort of done jump on a high and, and mm. get somebody more experienced in but it's one of them if he's getting the results and he's getting the team playing cheap, why not? cheap option as well isn't yeah, it yeah. for, for yeah. Oldham's owners but like you say you, you don't want to leave on a low note do you you no. don't want to leave with a bit of taste in your mouth if it does all go pear shaped that can that can be disappointing for you you don't want to run that course here obviously they have that new manager bounce usually happens what three four possible five games and then I think you sh- you'll sort of see what sort of manager he is from there but I think Oldham really do need sorting out I think they're a I think they're a club that's just they're just a little bit all over the place and I think they, they probably need a strong head Perhaps, perhaps they do. Maybe Pete Wilde is that man. We'll have to wait and see, of course. Talking of the FA Cup, do you do you think that 
it needs looking at in terms of its structure Aaron do you think that maybe there needs to be a few changes there there's a couple of rules that have been brought in this season that I think are a bit stupid what are your thoughts on it uh, there's the saying isn't there if it isn't broken don't fix it I think the general structure of it is fine <laughs> with the exception of replays I would just I'd scrap replays really I, I, yeah I don't see the point in replays no, I mean... I'd also scrap the Wembley semi-finals. Yes. That really gets me going. That, that's that. really interesting to discuss because, obviously, as sort of... I would class you in as quite an old-school sort of football lover. And replays... What are you saying, Niall? I'm saying that you're... Uh, what are you saying? Maybe the eldest statesman. <laughs> of uh, what I'm saying... I guess what I'm saying is replays were always kind of part of the the journey part of the magic I mean to get rid do you think it's because of the fixture congestion there's so many tournaments these days I mean what would be your reasons for axing them because I I do think fixture congestion maybe maybe the semi-final because obviously there's some decent semi-final replays but I think like these ones I think just the the pure backup obviously they're talking about winter breaks which I think is coming in next season yeah um, we look at a national team. You know what I mean? If if, if you're just having a, a couple of replays, and then you're having sort of what five, six games in the space of two weeks, it's it's deemed. But I mean, it's great for lower league clubs. Obviously, if they're drawn at home and then they go to away, do you know what I mean? If they can get that result, it's it's a good thing for lower league clubs. But I think for the for the Premiership, I think it's a an inconvenience. I don't think there's a great deal of motivation for them at all replays no I mean take one fixture uh, Newcastle Blackburn it was a draw they've got to go to it was at St James got to go to Ewood Park to play the replay I don't think uh, Rafa will be too up for to have to play another game and have to prepare oh, for I, another I, game I don't care about Rafa though I care about the teams that get a chance to beat Manchester United will get a chance to beat Newcastle imagine if you've played a game I don't know let's just say for example Bolton against Berry for whatever reason we just discussed them earlier there's a game obviously it's going to be hotly contested anyway it's a draw then the 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 fourth round draw comes out of the hat and it's a chance to play against Chelsea and then the replay takes on even more importance you're actually fighting for something that's what maybe I think that I like about the replay thing because Instead of you getting through and you waiting to see who you draw, maybe the fact that it gives those replay games added edge because often teams know who they're going to play in the next round if they win. But if you draw Forest Green Rovers and you've got that replay, then you're like, oh, well, if we win this, we've just got to play them. <laughs> was one so it's double-edged. A few years ago, uh, Cambridge played United, didn't they, about four years ago? It was nil-nil at Cambridge. Then they had to go to Old Trafford to play the replay. I think obviously Cambridge quite like that because you know a bit of extra TV money, but overall surely it won't would be better for Cambridge to just try and do it on the on the night. I mean, the thing is, got it, a greater if you, chance of doing it on the night than at Old Trafford. If surely. you scrap re, um, scrap replays and bring in maybe even scrap extra time and just go straight to penalties, mm. you're going to see bigger up. you're going to see bigger shocks, and you're going to see more probably lesser teams going through the FA Cup, and you're not going to have your standard. United, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, teams in the FA Cup final. Do you know what I mean? That could really shock shock the system. I still care a lot about the FA Cup. Obviously, being a Pompey fan, we won it uh, 11 years ago in 2008. So that kind of holds a special place in my heart. But in terms of the money that it can do for, for non-league and lower league clubs, I mean, yeah. that's unprecedented. So to have a second chance at, at a replay and getting money into the coffers, that could make or break a team's season. Why don't you bring in... Um, lower leagues play at home until a certain round from the start no 
and so, so I say round four. Yeah, the four. third round. So if they get a big team, they've got to play at home, and then they, that's where they draw the money from. And then it's that big, it's that big romance then of United going to Barry. Yeah, very. Well, there we go. There's a couple of thoughts. Um, if you it's like, to me, Ed. if you like Ian's <laughs> idea, or if you hate Ian's idea, why not give us a tweet? It's at MTR Footy Social. Use the hashtag EFL Below. This is, of course, the EFL Below Show. EFL and Below Show should give it its proper name. Hashtag EFL Below. If you want to get in contact with us on Twitter, uh, let us know any questions you might have when we record the next podcast. Uh, this is the Manchester Football Social, uh, and make sure you uh, find us wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Be great to have you with us for the duration. One. <laughs> thing that I want thrown into the bin forever is this new rule in the FA Cup about two yellow cards so if you get a yellow card in round one this obviously only applies to the non top two tier teams in the FA Cup if you uh, get a yellow card in round one let's just say Jay O'Shea gets a yellow card in the first round and then they get through to the third round and he gets a yellow card in the third round and in the fourth round they draw again another example Chelsea that means he's suspended for that game well Chelsea have only played one game so they've not been able to get players pick up two yellow cards so they will have the advantage they've already got the advantage by coming into the competition at the third round why punish the lower league teams yet again it's an oversight and the football league uh, teams and players are being punished for something they shouldn't be punished for just be consistent I think with it because they scrap it after the quarterfinals, don't it? And it don't work for red cards. Just do it for everything. Why don't you just be consistent? Red suspended for the cup instead of the league. Uh, one yellow. The same. The same rule applies. And just have it throughout the competition. So say a Berry play gets two yellow cards and he misses, say, the third round game. He can't play, for example, J. O'Shea. Mm. But say no, Aguero gets two yellow cards the fifth round, the sixth round. He can play in the semi-final. Yeah, I mean, just have it, just have it consistent all the way through. That's that's the issue I have it with it. Just be the same. Yeah, but City aren't gonna miss Aguero as much as Berry would miss Joe Shea. This is my point. That's see. the point. This is yeah. my point because obviously the player who might miss out on a chance to play again. I mean, if you're playing for a non-league team and you get through, you're going to miss that chance to play against a big club. Secondly, the big club has the advantage, and you know I don't see I don't see why that should be. It's just it just seems that all the all the pointers are pointing towards the lower league clubs missing out. Yeah, I, I do think as well. <coughs> I'll, I'll probably cause a bit of a kickoff, but I do think the FA Cup is so long winded that by the time round three comes up, people have been in there since August. And if you look at what actual teams who go through the preliminary rounds actually get into the first rounds, mm. it's usually just probably National League North your, your cut off point yeah so to break tradition why don't this just scrap having National League North and below teams in the FA Cup that's the part of the FA Cup though to have everyone in it but then it? what's the point they do have FA Trophy and FA Vars as well yeah. though don't they so I mean it's if a Radcliffe third competition oh, never I get think past... it's cool Radcliffe Borough in the same competition but Radcliffe Borough aren't going to get excited by playing Ashton United are they still the FA Cup uh, we're never going to get anywhere. That's that's the you point. Don't know, when, though, yeah, you know, the magic of the cup. You don't. I, I, I do see Ian's point though. When you're playing five pre- preliminary rounds, and then you've got a qualifying round, and then you've got the first round proper, you're playing seven, eight games before you've even got a chance. Jumping through so many hoops, and they don't even get to a first round proper. I think. I think the only one I can really remember locally is Kurz and Ashton getting to the second round, but Stockport. I think this season got to the first round. Second round. Is it second round? Sorry, and and that's. You're not getting many non-league really going into that 
over if you look at it statistically over say 10 years or something like that mm. you, there's not a massive pool of, of uh, and maybe concentrate make the FA Vars FA Trophy maybe make them a little bit bigger concentrate a little bit more on the EFL Trophy you know sort of put some money into there and make them because FA Trophy FA Vars aren't really people aren't that bothered about it do you know what I mean so FA Cup take it back a little bit put a little bit more money in there draw a bit of money into non-league I yeah. can tell that with one club there's definitely a huge interest with the FA Trophy at the moment so it's just a thing I do actually think there's something good about the FA Cup Every any team obviously if you've got a proper ground can enter it I think there's something really nice you know Ramsbottom Radcliffe Ashton Curzon they could be in the same competition as a big club that's not that's so unique and I think that should be celebrated it's like a massive inclusion mm. it's what we want in the world isn't it yeah I suppose not no. everyone <laughs> Ian doesn't oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Ian doesn't want inclusion okay then um, no. you talk about the FA Trophy and it being popular but like I said before I was at Salford a few weeks ago for the, for the same competition they had 3,000 for a league game and 300 for a trophy game yeah so, and that's it you could put more money into it or, or make it make it a, a bigger competition than it currently is and s- needlessly and obviously I know it's extra money for the non-league teams they're playing an additional seven possibly like possibly wouldn't happen but possibly home matches but if they could restructure it and put the FA Cup money into something then there's a bit more money going in there and it saves them that that long-winded four or five month buddy run to, to January but it could yeah. be the highlight of the season could be that's the thing it could be there's a chance yeah I think that there's something good about the FA Cup there's a chance something could happen it's probably not but when it does that's why you get your magic moment like uh, the crazy gang and Liverpool it's not league though would it yeah well there we go <laughs> can't, can't ever win that's what makes podcasts so great you can argue till the cows come home uh, what's your thoughts then give us a tweet at Social using the hashtag EFL below this is of course the EFL and below show here on the Manchester Football Social so make sure you do subscribe wherever you find your podcasts check a trade trophy uh, we did speak about it at the top of the show but Berry are at home to Oxford in the quarterfinals but we want to talk a little bit just before we wrap things up about the Berry manager, or at least he is at the moment. Anyway, Ryan Lowe, he's being linked with a vacant managerial position at Luton Town. Nathan Jones has uh, jumped ship midway through what looks like a promotion chasing season for Luton. He's gone to Stoke City. Um, nice to see that clubs like Stoke are keeping an eye on the on the football league and giving younger managers a chance. Obviously, Luton fans will be really disappointed because they're second in League One at the moment. They're going really well. They think they're 15 without loss and they really do look like they might go up this season to the championship the same league that Stoke are in but when it's Luton to Stoke you can understand the jump but the fact that they're taking a punt on a young manager from the football league is encouraging yeah it definitely is because I think I think I said David Moyes was being linked and it's Sam Allardyce it was, yeah, the same, same old, old few yeah. Yeah. and everyone like so, that yeah, gravy some, train let's get some youngsters in and obviously I know it would be bad for Berry but if Ryan Lowe makes a step up to Luton it puts him in the frame and it's another young manager stepping up the gears. Do you know what I mean? If they go League 2, League 1, Championship, Nathan Jones may move on to, say, a, a mid-table club. Mm. It 
I can't. He might even take stop back up. You never know. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at Ryan Low. Ryan Low, though, it's a tough one to say, isn't it? Ryan Low. His managerial career has what been? I don't know. What are we now into the season? Six months into the season? He's he's not been a manager long, has he? So, I mean, what sort of statement is that making from Luton if they pick someone up who's not really got the experience? Shows a lot about how good Ryan is, doesn't it? Been I've spoken to him a couple of times. Dead level headed. Dead, don't get faced. I don't think by the outside he's very much, you know, head down, let's keep working, let's keep focused on the prize. And uh, obviously that would be promotion. Shows how well recommended he is uh, and how mighty he is. But, you know, he's a Berry guy, isn't he, in terms of he's played for Berry, he's a Berry legend. Talk about Pete Wilde and his connections with Oldham. Mm. It's exactly the same rule with uh, Low and Berry. I think, obviously, it's great for Ryan that he's been being linked, but two big games for very coming up obviously in a great position to make a charge in 2019 Don MK Don's team yeah, at the to top. win MK Don's this yeah, weekend uh, Lincoln which is on Sky Sports by the way everyone needs to be watching that R5 kickoff R5 kickoff yeah. uh, or get down to the ground rather yeah, than rather one. rather than watch it on telly. Get yourself down well, to the you know, ground. Of course, but you know, Berry never on the telly. So if you're a non Berry fan, a non Lincoln fan, have a watch. Have a chance of watching yeah, it on the sure. telly. But for Ryan Lowe, he probably should stay. I will I think he will stay. I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and say he will be Berry manager at the end of the season. Okay, that's a statement. We'll clip that up. We'll record that so that yeah. if it does happen and he and does leave, we can play. It, we can play it back to him when he's gone <laughs> in about five days' time. Um, but would that derail Berry's oh, season massively? Massively, because Luton fans are worried that the departure of Nathan Jones is really going to puncture their their you know promotion yeah. train. So especially midway through the season, like you're like Berry are on such a run at the minute. Do you know what I mean? They've got themselves into that top three. If they beat MK Dons this weekend, like they're in such a decent position to lose the manager going into like not the final hurdle, but you sort of it's that downward downward hill sprint now, isn't it? He's brought such a great attacking brand in yeah. League Two, plays some great football, a lot of good players, and he's he's brought a feel good factor back to Berry, back to mm. Gig Lane after mm. two or three years down in the dump struggling. Fans are finally looking up and we were discussing it. You know, New Year and into the New Year, Berry have hope, and I think losing low, I think I think that would kill it. I, I really do. I can't really think off the top of my head a manager to come in. I was going to say who would they bring and, in? and have a, a gooder impact, a, a greater impact than than Lowe's had, really. No, I don't see some. were thinking maybe you know they might push for playoffs. They might be in and around the 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 playoff positions, and like you know they're in third. They've got a great chance of going up automatically, which. A lot didn't think at the start of the season no. back in August. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see, of course. Lads, thanks very much. Thanks to Ian. Cheers. Thanks to Aaron. No, thanks for your biscuits you can't have. Thanks for the biscuits <laughs> now that I can't have. It, the, the, you know, they say the thought that counts. I tell you what, why don't you bring them next week and we'll see what you got. I know you can't eat them, but why don't you bring some stuff that you can eat and we'll see if it's rabbit food or not, shall we? Just a couple of lettuces and a celery stick. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> me and Ian are going to devour these biscuits in a minute. But thank you very much for listening in. This has been the Manchester Football Social, the EFL and Below Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you're a Manchester City or Manchester United follower, you can find our dedicated podcasts on their respective feeds right in the same place. So make sure you do search Manchester Football Social wherever you do find your podcast. But from Aaron... Um, Uh, from myself Niall and from Ian we'll see you next time Manchester Football Social subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show